0: Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John,
1: good to have you back.
0: Thank you. We are Pitmaster and the Doc. And I am back from New York, where I was at UFC Brooklyn. Um, Great fight with uh, Cejudo versus Dillashaw. That was the main event. But just so happened, my guy fought on the main card as well. Glover Teixeira, and he walked away with a a, uh, first round submission win. So it was a good trip. I loved, I loved New York. I fucking loved it, man. It was freezing cold, but I loved it. I just fucking, just walking outside of the hotel. It's just like, it's a whole different world than a Royal Grande, California. We live, we live in the rural area. Like we both have land. I have three acres. He has about an acre-ish. It's, what what's the tallest building here in Arroyo Grande? Tallest building would be four stories. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, where's over that, there. Where's
1: that skyscraper? That's in the village. <laughs> is there? Or a no, that's store? two two
0: stories, right? Two that's, stories. I don't know. We don't have very many big. Buildings. No, two stories. There is like fucking. We went to the top of the Empire State Building. I mean, we went to World Trade uh, Memorial was unbelievable, beautiful. Times Square was just unbelievable. It's just like. You watch it on TV, it doesn't do it justice. It's just the energy. Hollywood, fun, a lot of fucking crazy people, a lot of fucking wackos and shit, and they. It's just weak. I mean, it's just a bunch of wackos. It's, it's just not the same. When you're in the city, like Times Square, Rockefeller Center, um, it's just a different atmosphere. It's a different energy. It's a different electricity. It's just. It's dirty as shit, but for some reason, that's okay. It's just normal. I wouldn't want to live there full time, but I definitely want to go back and visit. And I, I want to, I want to make it a regular visit, not like regular every week. But I wouldn't mind going there every year or two and just spending a few days. You're from days. there, right? I was born there, but I was raised in Hawaii. So I was born in Queens. Didn't get a chance to get back to Queens because, uh, oh my god, you know what's <laughs> fun as shit is the subways. It's just so much fun riding this up. People are just so it's it's like they're like it's like Tokyo but but more attitude. Did you have any good interactions with the locals? Uh, you, you always
1: do. You come back with stories. Yeah, it's it's
0: <laughs> I, I get to mock a few people in a fun way and, and go back and forth with a few people. Uh, a lot of dogs, people walking their dogs. I get to talk to a lot of dogs. Got to talk to some cops. That was fun got to tell a few uh, construction workers to, to I asked them to say forget about it and they did that for me uh, it was a good group man our the set, the Starbucks in the hotel we were staying they were like every one of them was a singer I mean they were singing every time I went down there and I mean it was great I, I am going back to New York I, I'll probably check it all out but I don't know I don't I don't think anything is gonna beat Manhattan. So besides Glover winning, what was the best part of your trip? Uh,
1: Any of the touristy stuff that stuck out? I mean, how was the memorial? I haven't seen that yet.
0: It was kind. Of, it was cool, but it wasn't. It wasn't cool enough to be the best part of part of my trip. Um, I think honestly, like interacting with some of the fighters and the camps and the trainers. Uh, I got to spend time, you know, a little bit of time with some of them. Got to meet a couple new guys. Got to meet like Gallespi. Who fought on the main card. Um, really nice guy. And we kind of had a thing about being a big leaguer. Because I, I was telling him how some of the fighters got to be... You know, once they start climbing the ladder, they get to be big leaguers. And they're fucking... They turn into nice, hard-working, dedicated martial artists into just douchebags. And... and I was saying, please don't be like that, bro. So, so our little joke the rest of the week was every time he saw me, he goes, "Hey, what's up, coach? I'm not a big leaguer. I'm just regular guy." You know. So it was kind of a funny thing. And then, Sohudo uh, was a really nice guy. We we had some chats. Um, I really. didn't. You
1: sent me that picture. I didn't recognize him at first. Yeah,
0: I didn't either. He had a he had a beard. I was like, he came up talking to me, and at first I didn't recognize him. And then, then I and then I did. After he told me who he was. And then um, <laughs> then he was in our dressing room. And just, he's a fun... I mean, some of these guys make it so high. I mean, he won the fucking Olympic gold medal. And he's an outstanding Golden Glove boxer. I mean, it's he's so good. But he's so humble. And he's just a nice guy. Uh, and most of these guys were. Glover's opponent was just a real nice guy. And so was his camp. Me and his camp were hanging out. And, and, and it was just... It was a great trip that... I love being around martial artists. It's like there's just I feel at home around martial artists. I can be myself. I feel safe around martial artists. Um, it was a great trip, and and inside the hotel where you're staying, you know, fight where the you know the fighters are staying, there's just always so much shit going on. It, it was fun. Chris Weedman showed up. It was great hanging out with him. Um, Duke Rufus was there. love seeing him. Rashad was there. Great talking to him. Um, Glover, obviously, and brought some of his guys from from Connecticut. Uh, It was a great trip. Who else was in the corner with you? um, It was me and um, this uh, Alamon. I don't know his full name. We call him Lemon. I call him Lemon, but Alamon is his name. He's a fighter, but he actually teaches Jujitsu now in um, Dubai, and that's how he makes his living. He lives in Dubai. He came out to work the corner and work with Glover. And then there's a boxer from a Dominican guy named Fernelli, and he's a he's Glover's boxing coach, um, and he came in from Connecticut. It's only an hour drive. These guys, these guys get to they get the both best of both worlds because they get to live in in Dansbury, Connecticut, which is similar to a Rio Grande. It's probably a little bigger. I think population is like forty thousand instead of four thousand or fourteen, whatever. Um, but then they can drive them drive an hour, and they're in the city of New York, you know. So that would be pretty cool. So that was kind of cool hanging out with, uh, just just hanging out. Glover has such a great school going in Dansbury. He has a pit going in in Dansbury, and he has like you know eighty students, and probably like thirty of them showed up to the fight. So we went out to dinner and hung out with them and took some pictures. And they're just a great bunch of people. So, so is,
1: is his boxing coach with him in Connecticut there?
0: Yeah, yeah, he lives in Connecticut. So, um, and Fernelli's son happens to be going going out for the Olympic team in in Dominican Republic because he has a dual citizenship. So he's going to go out for the Olympic team in Dominican Republic, and he'll probably make that and and represent Dominican Republic in the Olympics. Um, and he trains with Glover a lot. He does a lot of good work with Glover. He's like a 21 year old kid, but he's like a, I think he's a, I think he's a nationally ranked uh, amateur boxer. So it was fun hanging out with him. It's just, it was such a good trip. Van Zandt, uh, uh such a nice person. Oh, Paige. Paige is such a nice person. I, I would think, you'd think out of anyone, cause she's like Miss Dancing with the Stars on the shows, and you would think she's such a, a she would be a big leaguer snobbing. She was such a non. She was so one of the boys hanging out, goofing around, talking to everyone. She's like, she was so much fun to goof around with and talk to. And, um, she's, a, she, she's just a great person. Like I said, you're talking to Henry, you watch them all the shit Sahudo's doing. And then when you talk to him, he's just such a normal person. You know, Paige Vance, such a normal person. Glover, forget it. I mean, but I know Glover that well. Even that Gillespie guy who's like 13-0, and 0, he's climbing the ladder so high. I mean, to beat a guy like Yancey Medeiros that easily, this guy is fucking good. He's going to be in the top five before July. And um, just such a down-to-earth guy. I mean, he gets back home. He lives in New York, upstate New York. He's fishing the next day already. You know, so it's like just a great bunch of guys. And, and it, was a, it was a shit. Cerrone! Cerrone's grandma, Jerry. Oh my God, she was she's had all his fights. you know that. She raised him. sat with her for hours talking about her past, Cerrone's past. Just such a nice person. Cerrone's like watch he's like pushing a stroller in the like seven degree temperature through Manhattan with his daughter in the stroller on the day he's fighting. He's doing this on Saturday. When most fighters are just relaxing and stressing and and trying to you know and conserve energy, he's walking his daughter in a stroller, on on fucking in Times Square on the night he on the day he's gonna fight later on that night. It's. I,
1: I think it's great. Whatever he was doing was working for him because I don't know if I've ever seen him look better than that. That was. Oh yeah, that was that was so a good fight. He had a good uh, whatever his pre-fight plan was.
0: Definitely yeah. worked. Everybody has a pre-fight ritual, and I think. And I think, I think uh, Cerrone's is just do something fucking crazy that nobody else does. What is Glover like pre-fight? He's pretty relaxed. He likes to, he likes to go for a little walk. He likes to drink a lot of uh, coffee and espresso the day of a fight. Just to relax. He loves coffee and espresso like Chuck does. Um, but he spends a lot of time with his people. His people, he has a group of people that come with him everywhere. His wife travels with him all the time, Ingrid. Um, and he has, you know, he has a group of... Uh, Friends from from Dansbury that make the trek wherever he's fighting, and he likes to be around his friends and his and his family, and and he just likes to relax. He's not very stressed out before a fight like some people are. Um, and this fight was no different. He was pretty relaxed. We went over a, we went over a clear cut battle plan, and and he stuck to it almost to the T. He got caught with some elbows, on a hanging on a on a double leg, but. I mean, everybody gets caught. I mean, everybody gets caught. Everybody gets hurt here and there. Uh, but it's how, you, it's how you react to it, how you come back from it. And he came back from it like a champ. So, yeah, I mean, he was the underdog in this fight. And to get only tagged a couple times and win in the first round says a lot. He did. He got tagged. And I thought the ref was going to come in and stop it. The ref looked
1: like he was walking in to put his hand in. And then Glover turned and looked okay,
0: and I think then he backed up. But it, yeah, if that, I mean, we'll talk about the stoppage of the main event later. But I mean, that, I don't think that fight was even close to being stopped. I would have, I would have, fucking went crazy uh, if that fight was stopped because he got he, he rocked a little bit, and they got tagged with like if you count him, like three of those shots he blocked or or positioned the guy so the other ones didn't land. The elbows on the side were landing. Half of them landed illegally, but they were completely uh, unintentionally illegal. This guy was nowhere near a cheater, um, but he got he he got his knees buckled. He didn't get like rocked, like you know, out of it rocked. His knees buckled. It's just when you watch those fights and you
1: see fighters that are getting swarmed, and they don't change position or. Whatever yeah. they call it, intelligently defending themselves, the ref stops it because they're not defending. They're just going to eat more and more damage. But Glover, he did. He turned. He changed his position, and then he rolled out of it. Yeah. And I think that's when the ref backed up again. But yeah, he got. He definitely ate some elbows. That yeah, was, he ate
0: some elbows, and. Uh,
1: but yeah. it made that fight that much better to see him come back like he did. Came back from and the win. back the it. first round. Still, the first round, he came back and finished the fight, submission finished. That was so that okay. was a strong performance.
0: Yeah, that was a uh, that was um, that was pretty stressful for me, but it's uh, <laughs> it was all over pretty quick.
1: Oh my I don't yeah. know how long that fight lasted, but it was over in the first round.
0: Yeah, so that was Glover's fight, and then we had uh, well
1: before that even they had this was the first night on ESPN, right? So yeah. they had this ESPN Plus for pre pre prelims, and then they were on regular ESPN for the prelims, and that's probably why they had Donald Cerrone fighting. Hernandez, because that was the prelim fight. But then it went back to... And then it went back to ESPN Plus for the main card. Oh, my
0: God. No wonder I couldn't find the... uh... Cerrone's
1: fight? Yeah, that was on on regular ESPN. So you didn't have to sign up for that part. So they put him as the headliner on the prelims. Wow. So now you got to pay...
0: Now to watch any UFC fight, you have to pay... He has what, five bucks a month now. So you have to pay five bucks a month, plus... Plus Fight Pass, if they're going to put fights on Fight Pass. Yeah, so we got to... There's 15... And then, and then sixty. So you gotta pay eighty bucks if you're a UFC fan. I'm not complaining about this. You gotta pay eighty dollars a month now. If you are a true UFC fan, they have monetized uh, up to eighty dollars a month. You got one pay-per-view at sixty-five. Used to be forty-nine or forty-five. So you got one pay-per-view at sixty-five. You have to do fight pass if you're a true UFC uh, fan. And you have to do ESPN Plus now for $10. So you got $10, you got $5, excuse me, for ESPN Plus, $10 for Fight Pass, $65 for the, for the once-a-month pay-per-view. So all UFC fans, just alert, I'm just telling you guys, you're going to have to pay $80 a month if you are a true fan. If you are, if you are not a true fan. It's $1,000 a year. Uh, it, it is. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's, it yeah, it's Buzzkill. That's a Buzzkill. Okay, you want to you want to start figuring things out like that? Okay, women's women spend uh, nine months of their life putting on makeup. Nine months, nine fucking months.
1: Hey, it's a choice. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. Anyway, anyway, it's ESPN Plus. It remains to be seen how many people will use it and how big the fights will be on ESPN Plus, but they had yeah, I well, saw some headlines. They had like a half a million people sign up for ESPN Plus yeah. because of UFC. I think they have a lot of other stuff on there. I don't know. Yeah, but... Like, with Fight Pass, I like it because you can watch any fight from the UFC ever, anytime, including a lot of other organizations. Yeah, but not till later
0: on the, on the like... If yeah, you,
1: but you can go back and watch all the way back to UFC 1, like, if you want to see what happened. Yeah, but you fight. can't
0: see the ESPN Plus ones. No.
1: But eventually, though, they go on Fight they
0: Pass. They might. But I mean, it depends on the contract I think have.
1: ESPN Plus probably has a lot of that back catalog for ESPN stuff, but I don't know how much of that people are going to be into if they're just into the UFC. Anyway. Wow. Anyway, so then the so did you watch that Donald Cerrone fight? Yeah. It was right before Glover's fight.
0: Yeah, I didn't, well, so I didn't get to see much of it. But I saw part of it after in bits and pieces. And I think he won by a couple things. The main thing I think was landing was, in the beginning, if you watch, just short little knees, not even tiny knees, just not even clenched knees, just knees that were landing in the body. You could tell those were hurting um Hernandez okay then he started getting some clinching and some elbows out of the clinch those were taking more damage and then that brutal head kick which for some reason Hernandez wanted to block he tried to block it like this like by putting his hand on his face you can't get kicked this is not blocking a kick and he got it, it that hurt him and I don't know what finally put him out but he was just getting Cerrone wore on him and and brutalized him. There was a lot of. Uh, it didn't seem like Cerrone had any bad blood. I know his grandma did. She, really. <laughs> yeah, because I guess I guess he said something like Cerrone's, you know, only sixty percent a fighter. The rest of him is just uh, you know an entertainer, and she was saying we're gonna see. I'm gonna wait till well till, de- uh, tell. Uh, tell the, uh, tell he knocks him out, then I'm going to say, yeah, he knocked you out with 60%. Cowboy knocked you out with 60%. How
1: cool to be a grandma, and that's what you get to do. You get to travel around and watch your grandson fight oh all my over gosh, the world.
0: She's so cute. It was fun. They travel everywhere together. She even came down to the dress room and shit where nobody else can, but but uh, Grandma Cerrone can. And I think it's really cool. She's great. She's uh, 80, 85, I think. Yeah, that's, and, she, and she travels everywhere with him, and and she raised him, and just really cute relationship, and uh, he's a great guy. I just, he's he's one of my all time favorites. Just and if it, his fighting is great, but it's even his attitude, just his fucking attitude. I love it. But anyway, what else we got? Um, well, that was a lightweight fight too. They fought at fifty-five. 55 yeah, yeah. So he looks so sucked up. He him and. Uh, and Dillashaw, just, oh my god, the, the weigh-in day. I mean, they just look like skeletons. I mean, Cerrone looks so bad uh, jumping on the scale. It was like, he just looked like, oh no, some bad. And then you see him the next day, he's like, uh Some of these guys can just have it down to a science, how to, how to make weight and then rehydrate. And they look like, they, it looked like they never even did. It's
1: interesting to see because you see Cerrone <laughs> cut all that weight and fight at 55 and then look amazing. And then you see Dillashaw cut a lot of weight, probably muscle, to get. Because that guy didn't have anything else to lose yeah. to fight, you know, at the flyweight class. And then when he comes back and doesn't do well, people say, oh, he cut too much weight. He wasn't rehydrated. But Cerrone, I mean, he got rehydrated. He looked <laughs> Yeah, great. but Cerrone's
0: fought at 55. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think. Uh... I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think... Uh, I don't think
1: Dillashaw's fine. No, I, don't,
0: I think that was a huge mistake, but, I mean, obviously if he won, it wasn't, but I I think right. going in, it was. Just to look at him, he just did not look... He looked like... Cerrone looked like a, a just sickly, and then Dillashaw looked like three times worse than that. Really? It was scary to watch him at the at the weigh-in, yeah. So that so, was that was the prelim. So the main card started with Glover. Yeah, Yeah. Um,
1: which we talked about already. Yeah, and
0: then we got the we got the girl fight. The girl fight, it went back and forth. There was some good. It was, um, I like you know I like the striking better. I think it's much more exciting. But this this card right here, just the main card, between Paige VanZant and uh, and Rachel or uh, Raquel or Rachel, but between those two females. Their grappling was so fucking high level, the things they were doing. I was like, holy shit, that was, like, that was exciting to me. Grappling usually is not uh, exciting to me. I, I know it's a very important part of MMA. So we practice it and we study it and we learn it. But in and of itself, when it's mainly grappling, usually a fight's boring. But this fight wasn't. I mean, they were like going for submissions, escaping submissions. They're high level and they're high level striking too. These girls are high level. And Paige ended up getting an armbar finish. What was really cool about it was the referee didn't notice that she Taps. the other girl tapped. So Paige could have very easily stayed on that uh armbar and maybe done some damage, but she took a chance and they tell you not to do this. Do not do not stop until the referee tells you to, but she didn't want to hurt uh, Rachel's arm, so she let go. Rachel's could have got on top of her and won, or kept fighting, and and she could have denied tapping, um, but she but she didn't, and and that just showed a lot. Paige did not want to hurt her, so she let go of her. Ended up winning because uh, Rachel said, "Yeah, I tap," and, and so the fight was ended.
1: Well, you couldn't really see what happened from the ref's side because because yeah. Paige Van Zandt rolled off and looked. You know, S.H.I.E.L.D. put her head in her hands, I think, and you couldn't tell if she was hurt. She was happy, obviously, yeah. but you couldn't see from the... I think the ref was confused at first, like, what just happened? They just split apart, and yeah. then she said she I think, tapped.
0: I think we all knew what happened. Right. Just because we could, on our t- on our angle, we could tell. But
1: he was on the other side. Yeah, he was side, on the other side. And Keep they showed it. The she tapped against Paige where he, he couldn't see. Yeah, it. he could not see. So she jumped off, and it happened fast. I well, mean, that was split
0: second. She tapped immediately. Something th- must have popped in her elbow. I'm so impressed with both of them. Um, just, they just—they were, were—they were like the ultimate fighters. And then, then just when you're saying, "Okay, finally," it's like uh, I'll, I hate to admit it, but grappling can be exciting. <laughs> then you watch fucking uh, Joseph Benavidez against uh, Dustin Ortiz, and it's like one of the best grappling matches I've ever seen, man. Not only they can they can throw down pretty good. But it was it was probably 90% just grappling position, position, submission, position, escape. It was such a scramble. It was such a good high level um, grappling match. Um, I, was, I, was, I was so entertained by that fight.
1: But that's not, if you have three rounds of grappling that leads to a decision, I don't think a, a lot of UFC fans are probably not gonna love that fight.
0: Yeah, the um, people that are
1: into the grappling will love it
0: I don't, I, I don't think that one I I, I honestly think because I am not a grappling fan um, I appreciate it and stuff but I think this fight was so I think this fight was so action packed and there's so much going on and so many almost this and almost that I think your average fan liked this one this the, the next one maybe not as much um, mainly because uh, Gillespie dominated so much. Uh, with the grappling and and it, so it didn't he didn't get to showcase all of his skill um, and it, a lot of it was he was subduing or stifling Yancey's attacks so it just wasn't as it, it wasn't as exciting um, I think he
1: had they said he had 10 takedown attempts in the first round on that one.
0: how many did he get
1: uh, not not many so right. I think Yancey was defending well also he would get taken down but he would in the first round he would get back up.
0: To be honest, I'm I'm being honest here, guys. I did not watch any of that one because, just the way I, where did it play out in the in the card was that like it was two before it's in the middle. I must have just been holding mitts for, uh, or no, I was finished. I was just uh, with Glover. It was after. Glover's yeah, fight. so I was, I was with Glover, taking care of all the the after fight stuff he had to do. So I didn't get to usually after the fights we have to watch them on the on the screens cuz they don't let us back into the crowd like if you're involved in the fight you get a you get a brace a little you know a little bracelet and you're allowed to go in and out of behind the behind the scenes in the dress room etc but we're not allowed to go up into the crowd and watch the fight live so i was trying to catch different screens but then there's different screens here and there but then you got the doctor's office and then you get the this guy and then you got to go to this one so we had, and then this press and that press so i didn't get to watch that fight at all so i didn't see it but i i saw bits and pieces of the rerun and i will watch it but i have a feeling it was it just sounded too one-sided every time i caught a glimpse was it i think it?
1: it wasn't it was because yancy couldn't ever <laughs> mount an offense at all yeah, yeah. i think he threw a, a he landed a strike i think so yeah. it was, that was bad for Yancy. And it was tough, you know. We, we had him on our show. I was root, kind of rooting for him. You hung
0: out with Gillespie,
1: I'm sure. But, yeah,
0: I'm still, I'm still loyal to Yancy. And, and uh, he's such a good sport. I mean, he yeah. ran up to the guy and hugged him. And then he was like, he was talking to him backstage about what a great fighter he is. And he never loses that smile. Yancy, Yancy has that smile. And he just has a good... Good heart, and he just he just wants to fight. Win or lose, he was there.
1: I think the style matchup for that fight wasn't in his favor. Yeah. So Yancey's a great fighter. Oh yeah. He just didn't get a chance to showcase styles. Make fights, yeah. So I think stylistically, Yancey, that wasn't a great fight for him. But um, yeah. But and it ended in round two to I think to just TKO on
0: Uh, the ground. uh, So he just got overwhelmed. And then he got to hang out with uh, Holloway. Holloway showed up. I get to talk to him for a while. Um, oh, he was there supporting him and and the girl, yeah, Rachel. So, um, all right, this third, this this co-main event was like, why was it the co event? Who's Alex Crowder? He's a, he's a good guy. Seems like a, I don't know his record. I don't I didn't know who he was a Craig Hardy. I don't know.
1: He's a he's a brand new guy. Yeah, and and he's for he's another one of these high profile guys that came from the NFL. Yeah. So and he has so I don't know if you. The controversy on this card was he was fighting and he got brought up on domestic violence charges and one of the women fighting was a victim of domestic violence. So people were not happy that they were fighting on the same card. But they're both fighters in
0: the UFC. Yeah, which is stupid because you're going to fight... You can't avoid two people because one was... I mean, I don't know. It's just... But anyways, so I mean, like what if the, you know what if you're a drunk, you had a drunk driving offense and you were you know busted, and then what if you're a drunk driver and you got hit by a drunk driver? Should they never fight on the same card? I mean, it's like that was kind of it's kind of weird. Anyway, like, so they're on the same card. I don't think it changed. It was weird because like, I was and watch- I, I heard that, and I was in the room after the fight watching the fights after Rachel fought, um, and Glover fought. And then he was fighting and Rachel was sitting there watching the fight and I knew about the I knew about that drama that went on. So I was just watching her react to him and then when he cheated and got that cheating thing and and she you could tell she was like she wasn't happy about that guy.
1: So what so that fight ended in a disqualification which you don't see very often. No. Oh. That was a brutal Knee to the head of a downed opponent. This is a downed opponent because he had a knee on the ground, right? Yeah. So he had one knee on the ground and got kneed in the head badly. So that's just over. I mean, you can't. So if if Alan Crowder, I guess, says, I can't continue, then the guy's disqualified and he gets the. Alan Crowder gets the win. That's what happened. So.
0: Yeah, I wasn't happy with that
1: fight. So at all. he clearly doesn't have a lot of experience in MMA. That was the whole deal with this guy. Is he came from the NFL? Yeah, but, yeah. He's had no fights in the UFC. He's had like a contender series fight or two.
0: Yeah, but you know he knows he's not supposed to bite. He's not supposed to gouge the eyes. He knows he's not supposed to knee the guy when he has one knee on the ground. That's.
1: But why would you do that then? I'll it's not you like you're get I'll away you with what. it. How do yeah. you get away with it?
0: I'll tell you how you get away with it. This is this is a no no brainer. You get away with it. You know how because now you lost the fight by disqualification instead of by knockout. If he was on, if he was winning that fight and the guy dropped to one knee and he wasn't exhausted tired, he wouldn't have done that. But he would have, if he didn't do that, he was on the way to losing by knockout. What round was
1: that in? Wasn't it in round 1? That was the second round. It doesn't say on the Yeah, I think it was the second. He was the large favorite minus 600. Yeah, favorite. but he was he was
0: losing the entire second round, and he was he was he was going down, and and Alan was going up in energy. So, he would have got KO'd. He definitely would have got KO'd. Well, doing that if that was on purpose,
1: that's terrible.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I can't say it was. It's just. I think I'm being bitter because it was such a blatant foul. <laughs> it's so blatant. It was, it was but so you get, blatant. i don't
1: know what happens when you get in a fight. You get caught up in the adrenaline and everything else. You get Is
0: caught like... up in the adrenaline, and there's certain things that will like uh, you like you might. Elbow into the instead of here, you might elbow here. Some those kind of things are one thing, but that one was like he's on one knee, boom. Like if it's during a scramble, I've seen those things happen, like a kick or or an illegal knee during a scramble. But this wasn't really during a scramble, so I don't know. I, I, it really
1: I, wasn't during a scramble. Yeah, he so, was taking it, re- almost putting his, I think, down to breast, or you know, you you think you're safe. At least partially safe yeah. in that position. But anyway, okay, so bang. So, disqualification. Then we got
0: to talk about early stoppages. Then we got Henry Cejudo with a uh, TJ Dill- Dillashaw. I at 125
1: pounds, those... I I mean, I don't know. What do you think they weigh when they are actually fighting?
0: 140-something? Uh, I don't think. I, I think maybe 40-ish, maybe a little less. I, I don't think... I don't think at that light of weight they rehydrate that percentage of the body weight because they would just be sluggish then. Yeah, but, I don't think.
1: But that's uh. So I, I think the one thing you notice as the guys get smaller and smaller is speed. Is Henry Cejudo's speed? Yeah. I think that's what won that fight. It was over so
0: fast. It's the speed that those guys at that size. Uh, I think I think I think more than speed because if it was speed. I think TJ is every bit as fast as him. He's he's Mr. Speed, too. I think it was the timing. I think the timing caught him. Uh, and Henry... I think Henry... Um, I think Henry... Um, is a better wrestler. And just because you won the Olympics, that doesn't always translate to MMA. But with Henry, it does. Henry, he, Henry made that translation very well. And... He's also his hands. I think are a bit more educated. He has he has extensive boxing background too, so I think those two things um, were were the the death of uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Um, um, and when I watched when I when I saw it live um, on TV, but live right there, um, I I thought it was a really good stoppage because it did look like. Um, it did look like TJ was really rocked. And then he got tagged. When I went back and counted, it was 17. 17 unanswered, significant strikes. But with that said, when I watched it again in, in slow-mo and different angles, uh, I think it could have gone on a little longer. I really do. I don't think he was as hurt as, as I thought he was. But that referee, 17 strikes. What if something terrible happened to TJ, some kind of brain aneurysm, and in court, this poor, poor referee, can you imagine 17 unanswered strikes? If they showed all those strikes in slow motion, 17 of them, with a jury counting them, that is not a good case. So, I don't know. Um, they, they, it looked like he wasn't quite as hurt as I thought he was at first. But in real time, I don't think the referee did a bad job at all. And I think anyone that calls him on it, who got to see it in slow motion later and make their call? Um, I I don't think that they're they're being fair to the referee who doesn't have the luxury of watching it in slow motion.
1: Not at all. I think it's a little bit of a letdown for the fighter. You know, maybe not for Henry, but you know, you want to win a fight definitively. I think T J, with all the preparation he had to go through to fight at one twenty five. As a fan, it sure would have been nice to see that fight go a little longer. That's how I always felt watching Tyson fight. You see him knock out someone in the first round, you're like, man, I would have wanted to see this fight go a little longer. It's all the build up, all the hype. You want to see a fight, um, so I think this is one of those fights that I wouldn't mind seeing these guys immediately rematch each other. I would watch that.
0: I think that's the only fair. I think that's the only fair thing to do. I think they need to fight again. They need to have a rematch. I think they. I think that's. I think that's the. I think that's the biggest fight to make in the UFC right now. If there is a priority of rematches or or upcoming uh, matching matchmaking, I I think T J Dillashaw Henry Cejudo's rematch should be number one priority. At what
1: weight class? Twenty five. I I would want to see it again at twenty five. I want to see. Dillashaw cut the weight again and then fight at that and see who really is better. Looks like Cejudo is, but yeah. also the only thing that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit was Dillashaw was talking about after he gets the belt. At 25, he's going to also go up a weight class and get a third belt, <laughs> and that's a little bit, uh, maybe not so fast.
0: Where do you think he got that? Conor McGregor. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Um,
1: it's just a little bit, well, why don't you... Get it at 125 before you start talking about
0: that. He's he's (laughs) he's counting his chickens before they're hatched. Can you say that now with the pita? Can you talk about animals? I don't know. I don't
1: know. I'm so confused right now. So I'd like to see that rematch at 125. I thought TJ looked good. Everyone was talking about, well, he's cut all this weight. He's lost muscle. He's not rehydrated. Maybe he's gonna be more prone to getting knocked out or getting rocked or getting con- concussion because he's dehydrated. I don't know. I-, I just think it's the way the fight went, and that's what happens in fighting. You I know think, what's gonna happen. And if he had a different
0: ref, it might have went differently. I think he needs to. I think there needs to be a rematch at 25, um, if he wants it. If he wants to redeem himself, there should be a rematch. I don't. I think. I think the stoppage was was good, and and if he doesn't think shit, should, he shouldn't have got hit. Uh, Seventeen times. If Glover got hit seventeen times, they would have stopped it. I guarantee you that. If Glover got hit seventeen times, I think the guy threw twelve punches, and I think uh, seventeen landed. <laughs> I think I think about I think about half of them landed, so about six of them landed. But not. I don't think there was a solid. and You didn't see him get up and go back down again. I think he went up and down twice. Uh, TJ. So I, I don't know. So what so that they should rematch. rematch what should the UFC do with Greg
1: Hardy this is the domestic violence guy that just got DQ'd for a blatant disgusting foul First of all
0: first of all I don't think the domestic violence should have much to do with his fighting career um, I don't know it's like I wasn't there I mean I just I've seen I've seen and I'm not saying this is the case but I've seen cases where people have, oh, he hit me because they, they want to get someone in trouble. Oh, he touched my daughter and get him in trouble. That's terrible to do and if they do it, I think they should be killed. Okay? But if they didn't and they're just being accused of it, you're guilty before you're proven innocent, right? I mean, that's that's the way it is with things like domestic violence and any kind of child stuff or rape. I mean, you know, Me Too and shit. So, I mean, it's it's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. I mean, If he paid his dues, um, that's one thing. But if he didn't do it, then I don't think, you know, then I want to say he's, you know, just because the court of law, let's not forget OJ people, he was found innocent, all right? So if someone's found guilty, it doesn't mean they're always guilty. So if he actually beat up a chick, okay, that's terrible. And if a chick beats up her husband, that should be held in the exact same it should be held in the exact same. It should be the same strength. You know what I mean? The same level. What do you think?
1: Oh, you know what I'm really thinking is I don't know why I brought his name up again. Anyway,
0: um, he's always trying. To, he's <laughs> why, always did try I, why did I bring this? Why up? can't you talk <laughs> about did, sir? Okay, let me ask you this why question. Why did I ask? Let did me ask, ask you ask this. You what,
1: I was asking what? Okay, so I was trying to ask you. I'll ask you again. What should we do with him? Well, who should he fight next? He's on the main card. He's a co-main event yeah, yeah, yeah. on that, this huge That was a fight.
0: travesty because he's a full player, just like that. What was the other guy's so, name?
1: The wrestler? I think his criminal past doesn't matter if, into the UFC if he's a good enough fighter.
0: Or yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's there. That's, he just does. Yeah. But what about what was that other guy's name? That wrestler that couldn't win a fight to save his life, but they they like made him like the next. Oh, no, the punk. Yeah, CJ the Punk CM. or whatever. Okay. So whatever. I, I don't know. So anyways, that's how we feel about the fights. And uh, <laughs> New York was beautiful. I love New York, man. It was so beautiful.
1: Traveling, <laughs> the traveling things. What was the high in New York? What was the temperature like?
0: I think I think it was in the teens, the high teens to uh, the that's cold. Yeah, to the to the high teens, negative negative high teens. So it went. It went, it, it got pretty fucking cold. That. It was, uh, it was pretty miserable, but all in all, it was a great trip. I just, I, I learned better gloves next time and a scarf. I lost my scarf and I had this really cool hat somebody stole. Um, so I just had a little beanie and no scarf. My face was freezing and my hands. That was the two coldest things. The tip of my fingers, even with the gloves on and my, my nose was like frozen. So that's what, that's what I learned. It was a great time, great seeing the guys. Uh, John Anik is so good. Uh, uh, those guys, you know, Karen, uh, Karen and, uh, and Rashad and Bisping, and man, those guys are so good on the, on, in front of the camera, you know, uh, talking about the fights and interviewing fighters and John Anik and who, who called it with John Anik? I didn't even notice. Well, they, you know... Oh, it was his DC. DC, DC yeah. DC was yeah. there. And they, got, they so brought good.
1: in one of the ESPN guys that does other stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I love that guy. Steven something. Yeah. I think
1: he's great. I, I hope no, he... No Joe Rogan. He was not there. But he doesn't go to all the fights anyway. No, he did not anyway. go all anyway. So... We'll see at the next UFC. But so for ESPN, I don't know if he'll be doing those or not. I haven't yeah. heard. Yeah. so... Anyway, guys. So what's next for Glover? Do you know? What Glover... He, what does he want? What's he looking for?
0: He wants... He wants he wants Shogun as a main event in uh, in uh, Brazil, which doesn't make me happy. I do not want to go to Brazil, but I will go to help him. And uh, I think he's going to want you there. Yeah, <laughs> he's want you. and you'll have fun in Brazil, just like New York. Oh my God, I, no! But I will do it. And if if we got to do it, we're going to go to Brazil. Whatever we got to do, Brazil's uh, Brazil Glover's family, and 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 I feel. And I will go wherever he needs to go for a fight, and that and that accounts for my other fighters too. Any, anywhere they have to go, um, I already I committed to working with them and trying to, you know, help them and and you know help myself. It helps me too. Help myself, you know. But anyway, that's what that's what's going on. So anyway, guys,
1: your local fighters have fights coming up.
0: No, not right now. I, I, I kind of, they were going to fight early February. Yeah. But all I, I have going on, including belt testing, they're going back to Hawaii. And then this, where I had to, I don't want to be away from that, that long, this close to their fight, I, I postponed it. All right. All right.
1: Until next time, man. Good
0: Thanks to have for you back. guys. Thanks. All right.